Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Expose yourself. Show them what you're all about. Hi, everybody. It's Joseph Shepard. And I'm Laganja Stranja. And welcome to Queening Out. <laughs> okay. Well, last week we got it really good. So we know. did. We did. We got it good because we were in person, but you know, we had to switch it up at the last minute today. But you know what? Listen, this is a podcast where Joseph and I break down each and every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars 7, but of course, in our own unique way. Yep, you got it, Laganja. So I do have to ask you, um, last week we had our first video in-person episode. We put it on the interwebs. You had your dramatic reading. How how has reception been since we did that? You know, people went crazy for it. So I have to give you major props, you. Mama, for setting me up in that. <laughs> um, you know, it's just so great to see people still love that stand up all these years later. I think people really loved the dramatic ASMR vibes yeah. of it all. So uh, definitely the soft occur is really touching people. And I love that. It really is that soft occur. I, I thought it was so funny. I was like seeing so many queens put it up. I saw Alaska put it up. Bosco put it up. Kim Chi commented. I was like, wow, all of your sisters are like, this is it. They said, put your lighters up. God is in the house. <laughs> So um, before we get into this episode, I thought, let's just go ahead and open it up. Let's talk about our weeks. What's been going on with you? Well, I went to work on a project in Seattle. I am actually co-choreographing a brand new musical called Misstep. And I am working with Connor Gallagher, who has been nominated for a Tony previously for Beetlejuice. So super excited to work on this project. Unfortunately, one of our main players caught covid and so uh, we had to cancel the workshop and uh, I came back to Los Angeles last minute so that I could be with my dog a little bit longer before I head back out on the road because I'm actually performing in Seattle Pride coming up this next week. So I'm super excited oh. to go back to Seattle, a little disappointed about the project, but we have another uh, workshop coming up in New York in December. So definitely really excited about this. It's a, a brand new musical about a transgender woman who's, uh, you know, more established, AKA older. Mm -hmm. And she finds out that her estranged father was actually gay and had an aerobics team. And he was quite the savant in his category. So she decides to gather her misfits together of non-binary and gender non-conforming folk and compete in the same competition that he kind of uh, quit at the last minute. So it's a really beautiful, heartwarming, fun, silly, exciting new musical that I believe in 100%. So hopefully 2025-ish, we'll be going to Broadway. We'll see. That'll be so exciting. Yes, yes, yes. So really looking forward to that. Now, what about you? What were you up to this week? What was I up to this week? Oh, um, it was very awkward um, because <laughs> we, I went, <laughs> Big Dipper, who does a lot of like race chaser and stuff. So I basically do the chop and hijinks um, over at mom and Dipper was in Fire Island. He was like, hey, I cannot do this thing with Willem in Alaska. And he was like, can you do it? It's a Bombas integration and they have to make sock puppets out of socks and do a runway challenge with it. So literally <laughs> it was the most 
hilarious, chaotic thing. I can't wait till people see it. Alaska and Willem were literally laying on the floor. They made these sock puppets and were doing full runway shows. I, I have never laughed so hard in quite a long time. That was probably the highlight of my week. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Now, but why was it awkward? Because it was just, it's it was funny to me because it's like a brand integration is like, all right, we had the best socks in the world. Now cut them up and make sock <laughs> puppets. <laughs> I love it. I think it's really creative. I can't wait to see that too. That sounds like a lot of fun. And I know with those two and their creativity, it's got to be a riot. Oh, it was a riot. The names, how they did it. And also like, they were very crafty. I was like, if either of these girls were to go back, they would have an amazing craft aura. Ooh, craft aura. I love it. I a love craft it. craft aura. <laughs> well, remember, we love hearing all of your thoughts and opinions. So we have set up an email for all of you at laganjoes at gmail.com. That's L-A-G-A-N-J-O-E-S at gmail.com. And you can also leave us a voicemail at 323-607-5116. We may call you back. Laganja, we have a few voicemails. Should we play them? Do we? Of course. Let's play them. Let's play them. Here's our first voicemail. Hi. Hope you guys are amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just love you guys both so much. Joseph, you're my dad. You're my dad. And the ganja, you're my best friend. <laughs> yeah, I love you guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think they were inspired by the dramatic read. You know, they were giving me those pauses. Yeah. They were giving me that reflective tone. I really loved it. I mean, you are a dad. I, I love that. And I am a best friend. So I love it. Um, thank you, person who did not say your name. Um, <laughs> I don't know if maybe you had some reefer when you gave this or had a few drinks, but I loved the message and loved everything you gave me. I may not be an actual dad, but I will take the dad and daddy as Laganja's hit song. That's right. You better daddy. get me that little extra promo in there. Get you that little promo uh, in there. Stream and download daddy available on all platforms that have good music. Good music. All right, let's listen to the next one. Okay. Okay, Lakanja. So why? Uh, I just want to know, like, after all the girls, like, especially Bianca, like, treated you so, so badly. And I've seen her in movies like the new Bianca, uh, Hurricane Bianca movie, and how she treats uh, co-actors. Do you really think that you have a still, you still have a genuine sisterhood with her? Or is it just, like, superficial and, like, not real? I just want to know because they treated you like actual, actual shit. And I was so mad. But anyways, I just want to know, like, how does it feel inside? Like, be honest. Oh, they're trying to get the hot tea, mama. They are trying to get the hot tea. Well, I'm really glad to say that, yes, I do believe, especially with Bianca, that there is a sisterhood, you know, Um, while making the television show. I think everyone was was in their own competitive nature and hers happened to be um you know more vocal and maybe some might view a negative way i definitely at the time viewed it that way of course now looking back i feel like she was just playing the game and she knew if she had to lip sync against me she was gonna go home so she had to make sure she kept me in my corner she kept baby in the corner and you know what's really cool after the show is we've really bonded. I mean, she's one of the few sisters who calls me every 420 of every year to wish me happy (laughs) birthday. And she sent me this amazing wig that was like a giant flame and had a blunt in it. I mean, she's really thoughtful. I've gone to her show just recently, her stand-up show here in Los Angeles. She reached out for me to come and support her. So there definitely is a connection there. And I think also she's realized that I'm not as annoying as I was back then. And I do, you know, kind of give her credit for that because she definitely told me things I didn't want to hear, but things that I needed to hear that I do think in the end, looking back and reflecting on the whole situation helped me grow, helped me be more professional and helped me be not so over the top at inappropriate times. So I love Bianca. I love all my season six sisters. You know, obviously I'm closer to some as opposed to others, but Bianca is definitely an amazing person. And 
what she does up on stage with her hate comedy is not what she does off stage. And so that's why whatever your comment is about the co-actors and Hurricane Bianca, I've never heard that. She's an extreme professional. I don't think she treats people negatively. I just think her humor is very harsh. And for some people that can be misinterpreted. Yeah, I, I love that you said the Bianca away from the hate comedy is a totally different person. I mean, the humor stays the same. The humor stays the, humor the same. The humor stays the same. But she's not, she's not mean at any, in any way. She's also, I will say this, because I also went to um, the Los Angeles show and it was afterwards and we were like up on this rooftop. I had never re- realized how actually compact she is. Like she is, she's a lot, I thought she would have been a lot taller, like whatever. And then I was like, oh, little pocket size totally i think her personality is so big she wears the big tall Mm -hmm. stacked hair she's got the feathers the the outfits so she definitely carries herself larger than life but you're right she is a petite little thing yeah petite little thing well thank you so much um did you even say your name no another no name please (laughs) say your name so we can shout you out um all right here is the last email we have i mean voicemail. voicemail Hello, Joseph and Laganja. This is your number one fan from San Jose. My name is Nico. Laganja, I've met you several times at our local bars here. We have Splash in San Jose, and then you've been at Bo several times in San Francisco. You've killed it. You've been nothing but kind. My dream is to smoke with you one day. Joseph, I feel like if I saw you at DragCon this year, I would have lost my mind. I wanted to go so bad, but it wasn't in the schedule. You are the hottest man in the world to me. When you post your underwear pics on Instagram, I lose my freaking mind. Now, my question, based on the improv criteria that you guys are given, is, Joseph, for you, have you ever been in an interview where the person said something that caught you completely off guard that you did not know how to respond to, whether that be inappropriate, maybe something that made you uncomfortable, and Laganja, I know for a fact I've seen fans be crazy uncomfortable with you as far or making you uncomfortable as far as being maybe overly touchy, overly personal with the things they tell you, maybe sometimes not that kind. How do you guys handle that? And what advice do you have for normal people put in situations where they are genuinely uncomfortable and don't know how to talk to the person in front of them? Love you both so much. Hope you make it crazy far on the ratings. You guys are the best. I gave you five stars on everything. Mwah. Love you. Oh, thank you, Miko. Thank you. Um, I will say you asked me if there's ever been like an interview or something where I've been com- kind of like caught completely off guard. I will say there is no better test of time than interviewing Tammy Brown. <laughs> I will say. <laughs> Love her. I will say. I love Tammy Brown to death. However, my whole interview that I had planned was completely derailed in chaos, confusion, and happiness. I got very, very nervous, I will say, like, when the first, like, five minutes of that interview were happening because it was like, oh, my gosh, she's just throwing curveball left and right and left and right, and I can't go by my outline or do whatever. And then in that moment, I was like, throw that away. Pay attention to what Tammy is doing in front of you and really just try to get to her level because she's not going to get to your level. So you need to try to get to hers. And I think that that was one of the biggest things that I personally have learned in interviewing queens is take yourself out of it and just be in the moment because you're going to get a lot more from somebody if you're actually in the moment as opposed to just going down a list of questions or wanting to get Like, I think a lot of times there's a lot of interviewers who try to get sound bites or things. I come from the place of more Barbara Walters of like, I want to get to know you. I need to let you talk and just be in it. And that's what I had to do with Tammy. I love it. Such great advice, Joseph. So for me, you know, I really don't have a problem with touchy-feely fans. I myself am a very touchy-feely person. I love to hug. You know, I love to connect with people physically. Um, So that really doesn't bother me. Only thing that bothers me is like when hugging, if they're so excited, they're like pulling the back of my wig down or like they go to try to kiss me and mess up the makeup. That can be a little much, but um, I feel like I'm very good at handling my sticky situations, if you will. 
you just be kind because at the end of the day, it's usually people who are just really excited to meet you. And that's not a bad thing. You know, it may just need to be toned down a bit, but I'd rather have someone extremely excited to see me than the opposite and have someone who's shy and you really have to like kind of work them to get them to talk to you. One of the things that I will admit was pretty hard for me this year at DragCon and not hard in a bad way, just hard in a new way. It was hearing a lot of individual stories about their, you know, gender struggles or their gender journey. I don't think I was quite emotionally in the place this year to be able to, you know, give the best advice as someone who's only been living their life out loud and proud as a trans woman for a year. It's kind of a lot to put on me to ask me to give advice because I'm still so new at this too. And I'm still figuring out how to live my best life every single day. So I felt a lot of pressure this year at DragCon specifically to like, you know, be a beacon of hope and light when, you know, sometimes I can't even be that for myself. Sometimes it's really hard and I face a lot of you know, negativity, whether it's coming from myself or from the outside. And so I'm still learning how to, to juggle it all too. And I guess that's what I tried to do this year with my advice to those individuals was to just be truthful and to just say like, look, I'm, you know, I'm so grateful that you're looking up to me, but I still have a lot to learn in this too. So we can learn together and to just like, you know, encourage positivity with keeping it real. Oh, I like that. Have you, have you ever been like, let's say that you are out enjoying yourself. You are not, you're not doing any gigs. You're not doing whatever. You're going out for a night on the town and people recognize you and come up to you. When is the point or is there a point that you're ever like, all right, I want to enjoy myself now. Like, how do you navigate your time from fan time? You know, I'll be honest. It's very difficult to do that for me in particular, because I was trained by Miss Alyssa Edwards. You take every single photo. You're never going to be too famous, too cool to stop and take a photo. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. And I'm really happy that she taught me that at a young age, because I really believe in that. I believe one day there might be a day where people don't want a picture with me. So I try to enjoy these moments when people recognize me. You know, um, for me, I never really get bugged because that's really what it is. Is sometimes it's a, a, not annoying, but it's aggravating. If that sounds better, I guess. I mean, it's the same word, but it's when I'm at the gay club and like, let's say I've just performed and I go to a VIP section and there's been a meet and greet and people have paid to take pictures. That sometimes gets a little sticky because again, you know, if I start taking pictures with everyone after the show, while I'm in the VIP section, A, not only am I not giving my friends in that section time, which is usually family and friends that have come to see me, B, it's not really fair to those who did pay for the meet and greet, you know, and C, usually the club gets mad when I do that. So that situation I really try to avoid. I used to be the girl that after the gig, I would hang out all night until the bar closes. But now I've, I've kind of learned when it is set up with a meet and greet after the gig to leave just to avoid that issue. Because again, like I said, I'm always going to take the picture. So it, I w- it would take someone from the club to step in and be like, you can't do that. And a lot of times, you know, clubs don't want to do that either because then it makes them look bad. So it, it definitely is a sometimes difficult situation to navigate. But when it comes to me, I believe take every photo, be grateful for every single person that comes up to you. Because like I said, some people dream of having that. And it's such an honor for me to be, you know, in the middle of Glasgow and have someone come up to me in Primark and be like, oh my God, are you? And can we? And I'm like, yes, you know, it's, it's such a blessing. There was a moment. So it was at DragCon. It was that Friday And literally I had set up the whole booth. I had everything and it was time to break down. Like I was taking, putting stuff back in suitcases and lights. I was sweating my ass off and I have two suitcases. I'm walking downstairs and somebody came up and was like, can I get a picture with you, Joseph? And I was like, okay, well, this rarely happens. And I was like, but I am a sweating buffoon right now. I was like, what do I do? And so I took it. I, I hope that picture never sees the light of day, but, but I, I did it. I did it because, you know, wise words from you. Well, and also, you know, I always tell people, of course, especially if I am a sweaty mess or like I've just gotten out of drag, I always say you better filter and face tune. I need both. Okay. You know, so you got to, I'm going to use that. You got to make sure they promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for sending over your voicemails. Remember that you can gladly send us a voicemail at 323-607-5116. We may play it back on the show. Laganja, 
Should we take a break? I think it's time for a little smoke break. And when we get back, we are going to dive into this episode and figure out who the hell Tu Vey Lu is. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, Tuve Lu, we are back and it's cleaning out. Now, last week, the winners of the challenge, we had Raja and Jinx. They got to keep one star for themselves and they also get to give away a star to another contender. So there's a whole debate going on in the episode. But in the end, Raja gives her star to Yeevee, who had none at the time, and Jinx gave hers to Jada. So how did you feel about those choices? Well, after last week's episode where we talked about how it would be really smart to give each other the star, I felt like they kind of missed, they messed up. I was like, that's like the most genius plan ever. But maybe producers were like, you're not allowed to give it to each other because we need drama. So um, I think it was actually a really fair choice. You know, I definitely would have given my star to Evie because I just felt like it's fair to even it out. Plus, we don't want to have too many people with two stars. And then Jinx giving it to like the miscongeniality of the room because she's got a great attitude and makes everyone feel good. I'm like, well, I think that totally deserves a star. So I felt like they were pretty justified in their reasoning. What about you? I felt the exact same way. I was like, there's... You have to give it to Evie no matter what, because if you give it to another girl, then they're going to have two. And then you're putting yourself at a disadvantage, potentially, because Raja, if you think about it, she only had one star. So her giving it to Evie made sense. To me, the same thing. Um, Jinx giving it to Jada made sense. It's also, I think Jinx and Jada are really good friends. So I think that also helps, too. If you went in and you started making friends with people and having a great time, then, you know, yeah. What it is. So what you're saying is maybe this is RuPaul's best friend race? You know what? Yeah, <laughs> maybe it is RuPaul's best friend race. <laughs> well, listen, Ru tells all the girls that we are at, at the halfway point of the competition. I know. Can you believe wow. it? it's going by so fast? And then he says we need to fire up the time machine to go back to the year 2000 for MTV's TRL, a.k.a. Total Request Live. The girls will be split into two groups, choose from two songs, write their own lyrics, create their own choreography, and perform it on the stage. Rue said time machine, and I literally was like, is this a joke? I was like, do, do they know? Are they hearing us? I know it was filmed a year ago, but I don't care. I still want to believe in my heart of hearts that RuPaul was listening to our podcast and was like, time warp. Well, I, I hate to break this for you, babe. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure it's Work the World's Time Machine, the show that I just got off. I'm pretty sure that was the reference. I wish it was us with our time warp, but I'm most positive that the whole Time Machine reference came from the show that I literally just came off of because that was the whole premise of the show. There was a time machine mm. that Asia was trying to go back to season 10 to redo her, you know, butterfly lip sync. And mm -hmm. she got stuck in different time eras and that's what we represented was the different time eras so i thought that could have been a nod to pushing those tickets you know yeah. because world of wonder is working with boss events on that show so that's where i thought it came from but hey maybe you're right maybe they could feel our energy a year before we made this podcast yeah <laughs> yeah I i'm gonna go with that in my head <laughs> well speaking of time warp i don't know about you but i think it's time we go back in time to oh no she better don't All right, Laganja, you are in season six. It is this challenge that you have. Oh, no, she better don't. You are in a group called the Pantyhose. So I want you, one, to describe the whole process of everything. I think there's a lot of things that I'll probably keep asking you questions of things that I generally would love to know. But let's start with getting the music. When you get music to a song like this, like I think that the biggest thing I want to know is, is the rhythm already panned out for you? Or are you kind of coming up with the rhythm on your own? 
Well, I think that's going to be different per artist. There is a mm-hmm. rhythm obviously built into the track, but you know, a lot of artists will then add their own rhythm on top of that or to juxtapose the original beat. Um, so I would like to say that I did both, right? I used the beat that I was given, but then I also tried to add my own flair on top of it to, uh, you know, give it another texture, another layer. And I think that that was, was that one of the first times that we had like a, singing rapping challenge i don't i don't ever remember there being a rap challenge before this because at the time when this happened you know before we go to the show about two weeks out we get a list of things a list of looks that we'll need to bring and one of them was like rapper chic and i just remember being like oh my god this is literally built for me. Like I'm winning, I'm winning. Like, I don't know. I was just so convinced that uh, this challenge was specifically designed for me to, you know, win and sail forward goes to show you my 23 year old self, very confident back then used to believe, yeah, that I was winning the whole show. So um, yeah, this was definitely one of my favorite challenges to prepare for because this is something I do feel confident in. And then you had two amazing divas walking you along everything you had trina and eve those are some big ass rap names like how how was that it was the most amazing experience ever you know a lot of times when they announce the guest judges or the guest features i'm like huh um so i was so excited that i knew who these two were that i'd listened to their music i mean trina i got an ass so fat like this girl i live live look back at it like she's just everything to me so it was so cool to meet them and they were really encouraging and very nice like they weren't playing the intimidation game they weren't making us feel uncomfortable they were definitely there to support us and as fans of the show so that was really cool so in this challenge both groups kind of like were basically saying that they came from a previous group or they were an older group or all of these things If you were to go back for a reunion for your pantyhose, do you think that you would be better than what you were back then? I do. Absolutely. You know, I've made more music over these, you know, decade, actually, I was going to say a couple of years, but it's been a decade. Um, So I feel a lot more confident on the mic. Um, You know, I'm still not a writer. That's not my thing. I definitely always hire and give credit to my writers out there because you know, that's just not something I feel I personally excel in. Although I'm literally about to drop a new song with my friend LG Team Genius on July 4th. And I actually wrote a lot of it, which I was really like wow. proud of myself. Now we definitely collaborated heavily, but I was really proud and kind of shocked at how much I was able to write for the song. So I definitely think my writing, my singing has gotten better. I definitely think the look would be improved. Um, you know, I definitely still have my boom box though. My rhinestone blinged out boom box that I came in with. I, it's one of my few like memorabilia from the show that I've always kept. Um, so I would definitely bring that back with me, but I definitely would redo uh, a lot of the look. I think my red uh, fur coat was like swallowing me. I think I had on a cat suit, which I don't know. It just doesn't feel very rapperish to me, but you know, again, I was working with a limited budget, limited time back then. And this was, you know, what I pulled together, but uh, I'm still very proud of the performance while I didn't get any accolades for it. I think I delivered uh, exactly what was called for. And before we close out all this little time warp and head back into the present time, I would love to know when you guys do these challenges, how many takes do you normally get to be able to nail this? Good question. I think it really depends for the challenge. I think for this one, I only got to do it twice. For some reason, I kind of remember that. Yeah. But I think, you know, other times, you know, we had many more opportunities to redo. But I think this one, it was we were really rushed. We had Trina and Eve in there. So we had to get it all done in a certain amount of time. So I'm pretty sure I did it once. And then they were like, okay, you get one more shot. And I did it twice. But I'm pretty sure they ended up using my first take because I was, and for some reason, I'm usually better, like without overthinking it. And the second time I'm always going to like overthink and be like, how could I improve and do better than and the first time usually for me is a little bit more natural. Oh, well, as natural as I can be. <laughs> Come on, Natch. Come on, Natch. Well, let's Natch it back. We're out of the time warp now. Oh, oh, okay. So these girls, there's eight of them and they have to split into two groups. And one side of the room basically said, all right, it's going to be us four and you four. The Vivian gets mad that she didn't get to choose a team. How would you have been? Would you have had the same perception as what the Vivian had? Mama, Vivi was 
yes. And I was living for it. I was like, you just better go off. I mean, it just depends on what side of the group I was in and if I liked the group or not. You know what I mean? If I didn't like the group, then I definitely would feel like her. But if I was vibing with who I was standing next to, then I would have been like, yeah, that sounds good. So it just depends. I think I would have been the opposite. No matter where I would have been placed, I just would have been frustrated that I didn't get a choice. So I understood 100% where she was coming from. And it was very funny, too, because when I was watching it, I was like, why don't they just literally be like, who wants this song and who wants this song? And then when that basically ended up happening, I was like, this is what you should have done. Like, it's so easy because you want to be comfortable. It's two separate songs. You know, like, is your group the best option? Maybe not. But at the end of the day, you're fighting for yourself. So. Sure. That's a good point. Good point. Um, do you want to go over these groups? What do we have first? I love it. Well, up first, we have the group Mr. M-S-T-R using their initials to create this. And they deliver the song Titanic, which is actually one of my favorite movies of all time. I literally saw it in the movie theater seven times. And on the seventh time when I didn't cry because Jack was dying, I knew it was time to let it go because I cried every other time. But I think on the seventh, I realized like, okay, I've seen this movie too much. It's not affecting me. We got to let it go. Um, but I thought this group really had a nice cohesive look to them. I thought they felt very early 2000s and I really liked a lot of the choreography. I think they really delivered a, a simple but well executed piece. Did you have any standouts in this group? Definitely agree with the judges. I think Shay really stood out to me, not only for her look, but just for her attitude and her swag. I really felt like she gave it to us and she really embodied that Y2K. I also think Monet looked amazing and really nailed her part as well. I obviously think Raja was the weaker link in the group because she wasn't nailing the choreography, but I loved what she said to the judges and about how there's always that one girl that's a little off and, you know, she made it work to her advantage but I really think overall, they all really did stand out. I think that they were very good. Um, Raja, though, I will say I could tell with the edit that they clearly were cutting around her boo-boos and mistakes. She didn't know the words. And she it, did like, it? there were multiple. No, if you rewatch this, her mouth a lot of times like. Maybe she was giving you the share. Yeah, maybe she was giving the share. <laughs> Um, but I think that that was my one little critique about it. Also, there is something about Shay that I will not say until we get to the popping tea section um, a little bit later. But also, there was one point when they were about to go on, and I believe it was Jinx's confessional, and she said, I don't know what version of the Titanic this is, but if I were Rose, then I would have let go or something like that. And I laughed so hard. I was like, very good joke. Good soundbite. Good soundbite. I thought that they all did good. I thought that their looks were cohesive. Yeah, but it was a, a very, a very good, good duo. Trio, triplet, quadruplet, quadruplet. Quadruplet. Well, speaking of quadruplets, we have the other girls. And yes, that was the name of their group. And they did the song together, the number four ever. You know, very Y2K. Remember Britney Spears yes. slave, the number four, the letter U. Oh, yes, for you. Yeah, yes. totally, totally that vibe. And, you know, this one was a little all over the place for me. I did enjoy the humor. I did enjoy that they had you know, unique individual characters with different stories, but it just didn't really feel girl groupish to me. It didn't really feel like 2000s. It just kind of felt like a drag skit as opposed to like really embodying the early 2000s and giving that pop girl group fantasy. Um, I definitely thought, you know, Evie was amazing and hysterical. And I love how Ross Matthews said that she was very watchable. I thought that was such a read. I was like, oh my God, not she said, you're very entertaining and the way you move is watchable. I was like, oh, she just read her, but I love the way she moves. It's a lot of fun and kooky and zany. And so that was cool to me. I definitely thought that Vivian was really beautiful, loved her lyrics. And I definitely thought Jada was just, you know, too much. I mean, she definitely had the look down for me, but yes. the pooping and all that, I was just like, girl, what is going on? This is crazy. <laughs> I personally, I thought that this song was better. And when I say the song was better, I'm not saying that their verses were better, but I'm saying that the actual rhythm and the course and everything that they were pre-given, I thought was a better song altogether. I think that my issue with this group was that their flows were all, 
da 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 like it was very um wait how was that again it was like an annoying like whiny voice a lot of them had and i think that that's kind of like what pulled me away um i thought it was comical when jinx got pulled away in that one part where she said she's fallen and she can't get up yeevee i thought was the best out of this group 100 jada close second vivian i honestly wasn't feeling i i just was not not for me no British humor for you, huh? I think that the British humor was smart. I just think that I think that her vocals and how it was brought was the more whiny one for me. And I think okay. that that's why I didn't like Wait, it. Wait, drag queens being whiny? Is this new to you? What? Mama, it's, I'm it's like the leader of that. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to season six. Period. <laughs> Ross Matthews did kill that look. Totally. And I, I kept, when he first was out, I didn't know it was Ross Matthews for a second. And I was like, Oh, who's this? Oh, it's Ross Matthews. I died. I was a total transformation for sure. But yeah, I think it would have been harder to make Carson look like that. Mm-hmm. If you had to choose a song, would you have chosen Titanic or Together Forever? I think I would have chosen Titanic because like I said, I have such a connection to that movie. I agree that mm-hmm. Together Forever had much more of that NSYNC 2000 vibe. Yeah. But I probably would have chosen Titanic just because I feel like I could write about that easier. Yeah, and you could go with so many references. If you knew the movie, like the back of your hand, it could have been all about the Titanic. Exactly. Part of the ocean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. Well, Laganja, we are going to um, take a little break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to get into some piping hot tea. Can't wait to sip, doll. See you soon. Bring your honey. Laganja, we're back. Are you ready for some piping hot tea that I found on the interwebs? Ooh, you know I am, Joseph. So please, why don't you spill? Okay. Well, you know, we talked about Got Mick and Violet, right? And they were on Fashion Photo Review and they ended up booting Raja's looks. The fandom went crazy. Then Fashion Photo Review has been taken off YouTube. It's only available on the Wow Presents Plus app. So everybody was like, what's been going on? It was revealed at Roscoe's in Chicago that actually um, Violet asked for it to be taken off YouTube. She did not like the negative feedback and reaction that she got for giving her opinion. And so basically she insisted and threatened to quit doing drag because of toxic cancel culture if they didn't take it off. This was Violet talking to Nasha Lopez. So that was a an interesting moment. So wait, this came out of Violet's mouth? This came out of Violet's mouth to Nasha Lopez, and Nasha Lopez was regurgitating it in, but also whoever else was at Roscoe's said that this happened too, because I guess that the phone call actually happened at Roscoe's last week or the week before. So when all of this was going on, they heard everything. Okay, so Violet wasn't on stage talking about it. No, it was she told was not her. on stage talking Okay, so it's already yes. been filtered once. So we have to take filtered that, once. Have to take that with a grain of salt. But that is gaggy. I couldn't pick my job the whole time you were saying all this. Wow. If you got negative feed, let's say that you were in this and you said something and it got very negative feedback, would you tell like World of Wonder or like people like the fashion photo review producers like take this off the internet? Do you or think I'm quitting drag? Um, yeah. No, I really don't. I mean, people say mean things about me all the time. It's part of, you know, being in the public eye. So no, I don't think I would. I, I think ultimately I would stand by what I said and, and just kind of deal with the repercussions. Um, but wow, that's crazy. I mean, you know, Miss Violet's known for being a diva. So um, I could see this happening. I just also think, um, like I said, it's been filtered once. And for her to say she's going to quit drag, it's like, I don't know that I believe she that. Never will I don't believe that at all. I could see maybe that it didn't go like the way she wanted and her, her asking them, like, is there something we could do about it? And then I could also see World of Wonder saying like, this show is such the hot goss right now. We should move it to the app so that everybody has to go to the app to watch. You see what I'm saying? I think you just figured it out. I'm just saying, like, I think there's two two sides to every coin. There's always three stories. So it's like, we got to take everything with a grain of salt. 
but I don't think anyone likes having negative comments said about them. So I think it's normal for Violet to have had frustration with that as she was just doing her job. So yeah, that's crazy tea. That's crazy tea. Oh, well, um, you finished that glass of tea. Do you want one more glass of tea? Oh my gosh, I feel like I got a burp. Okay. (laughs) All right, I'm ready. I I have to clear some room. I'm ready. Okay, I'm about to share my screen with you because I need to chat about- Every time you share the screen, I get nervous. So I, in the process of everything, when I was watching this episode, I thought that I sensed something in Shay's performance. And I was like, I'm sensing something. And I didn't want to say anything, but then I go and pull up the lovely Reddit and somebody put together a video which describes exactly the moments that I was going through. Laganja, do you see this? I do. Are you ready? I don't think so. It's the same she used the same like um, rhythm. Cadence, play it again. Yes, yes. Play it again. No, no. You don't think so? I think so, so much. I think maybe it's the inflection of how she does her raps, maybe, because it's, she always goes, da 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 Like, she goes in That's what I'm saying. It's like the cadence of it all. It's not that it's the same. It just has a similar vibe. And I'll be honest, as someone who does rap, and of course I say that in quotations, because let's be real, um, I pretend that I'm a rapper, you know, it's really difficult. Like it really is when you're, you're stuck in a certain way of saying things, it's easy to fall back into that natural rhythm, natural pattern. And this is something I work with my producers on a lot is getting outside of like what I always do as Laganja when Mm -hmm. rapping, like, and I think it comes from my musical theater background. And so I'm always trying to like overdo words or over accentuate or add like a melody to something that doesn't need a melody. So I mm-hmm. can like totally have her back on this one because it's just, it's difficult. And hey, you know, I love what the title of that video said. If it ain't broke, don't, ain't fix, broke, it. don't fix it. And you know, she killed it the first time she killed it this time. So that would be my opinion on that. Is it similar? Sure. I hear that. But like I said, I have to have her back for it because I do know how hard it is to like switch up your natural rhythm and your natural cadence. Also, at the exact same time, if you're on Drag Race and you already had something that worked for you and you know the exact way that it went, is RuPaul going to remember from season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race the exact rap you did? No, she she can't even remember everyone's names, girl. So yeah, she remember your name? Um, I think I'm just the the weed queen or the queen that smokes. I don't know that I ever get Laganja, but. Hey, you have something. It's okay. She says my catchphrases and did it on the Oscars. So I'm good. She didn't have have to know my name. She feels the effects, mama, the after effects. That secondhand smoke, mama. The secondhand smoke. Well, we're going to take another break. We'll be back with this night of 1000 Dolly Parton. Howdy, y'all. And we are back, back, back again. Time to dive into the night of 1,000 dollies. Now, I always have a question. We always do a night of 1,000 ruse, a night of 1,000 jailers. Why is it 1,000 when there's only like, you know, six contestants? I believe that this is a phrase from ballroom, potentially. Okay. Um, I may be incorrect. The only reason I am thinking this is because I've seen a lot of old flyers recently for club gigs back in like the 90s. And those old flyers were like Night of a Thousand X. So I don't know if it's just like an old tradition that maybe RuPaul was like Night of a Thousand, you know, X. So if you actually know the answer, just send us an email. Lagandos.gmail.com. Yes. Please, I would love to know. Well, shall we dive in? We shall dive in. But okay. before oh. we do, before, I would just like to say, my straight brother watches Drag Race. Okay. And last night, I got a text message. He was watching the show. He goes, wait, Night of a Thousand Dolly Partons? I'm so confused. Aren't they supposed to be zombies, like zombie Dolly Parton? And then he goes, oh, wait, I thought it was Night of the Living Dead plus Dolly Parton. So my brother literally watched this whole runway and was like, why is nobody a zombie? I was like, That's I cannot hysterical. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Zombie dollies. I'm down. Yes. I'm zombie down. Zombie dollies. 
Well, we did not get any zombie dollies, but we sure got some dolly dolls. And up first, we have Monet Exchange giving us her Technicolored dream coat. And I absolutely loved this look. I think she nailed it 100%. You know how I feel about drag jewels. That would be my only critique. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think she needed that big necklace. I think she should have just stuck to what Dolly had, which was like some simple beaded necklaces. But Mm -hmm. I think she looked amazing. And I really, really loved this, this coat dress. I agree with you. The coat dress that she had the um technicolor dream coat is what dolly um is known for too like the early days i i love everything about this i love the wig too but like you said the drag jewels are a little much um that was a time period of dolly but it wasn't that time period i think most likely she was trying to hide her breastplate that's the line so she's hiding that with the necklace well can i be honest with you i couldn't really see her boobs in this It's true. She could have just worn a padded bra, probably. But, you know, everyone, it seems almost everyone on this challenge wore a breastplate because Dolly's known for her knockers, you know? She's known for her knockers. So um, I think for Monet, I I would have to wear it. Oh, absolutely. It's a 100% wear it. This coat is gorgeous. You wear it well. Did Trinity the Tuck knock it out of the park for you with her knockers? Well, the makeup was killing me. It was hysterical. (laughs) Those lips were just kooky, 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 but very dolly. And yeah, I think she absolutely nailed this look. Now, is this a look that I would want to wear? Uh, Not really. So it is technically a tarot because I wouldn't wear it, but I think she absolutely nailed the look. Okay, so my thing about Trinity is that this is when I started laughing so hard. Either um, I was extremely high. Yes, uh, it only lasted a week that I was off of weed. Um, we had to. <laughs> we but we but we're like slow dosing now. I'm not doing okay. as much. I backed off. Micro dosing. Micro dosing. So either I was extremely high, or I just thought everything was so funny. Once Trinity came out, every single dolly that came out afterwards, I thought was hilarious. This makeup that Trinity put on. It is not Dolly, but it made me laugh so much. The dress is very Dolly. The hair is Dolly. Everything about it and her mannerisms. Trinity just always kills it. It's a wear it for me. You wear it well. Okay, I love it. Well, up next to the runway, we have Miss Shea Coulee giving us sort of a punk rock Western Dolly. I hated it. I hated it. I know. I'm so sorry, but it's just like, it didn't work for me. And this big, like fake Gucci necklace. And then there's just white, white hair. I just, it was a tear up for me. I didn't love her. I, I think that the issue really came from, for me, the pants, they were just very ill fitting. When I say ill fitting, I mean like not tight. Dolly always wears very tight clothing. And so when something is like baggy in that region, it didn't, and it looked very pleathered. I don't know. It just was not. And the wig, oh, when the wig came out, you know what I said? I said, is that George Washington? Right. The wig is giving me very powdered wig back in the day, presidential vibes. It wasn't giving me Dolly. I think it's the color. It's so white. Mm-hmm. And then the curl is like a little like, I don't know. Because looking at the comparison photo that you have for me here, Dolly's hair is really curled tight. And I was going to say her curls were tight, but it's like, it almost looks kind of like it came out of the bag. Like it doesn't, I don't know. It just didn't work for me. And again, that necklace, it just reminds me of necklaces that I used to wear when I first started drag. And I just feel like, no girl, gotta let that go. Do you think that she's wearing a necklace? Because as what you said, (gasps) breastplate. It is. I really believe so. Because this, you could tell the color of her skin here is different than the color of her skin here. So I definitely think that is, again, to cover up the breastplate. But I just wish it, I don't know. I wish it had been seamless. Like Jada's breastplate went all the way up to her neck. So that's why you can't see it is because it's hidden underneath her chin line. Um, So I kind of wish it had been like that because Dolly is obviously, you know, very bare chested here, no necklace. Mm-hmm. And she also has a really great earring. And I would have liked an earring with this too. But <gasps> you know. Uh, just yeah. getting nitty picky. Nitty picky. And once nit-picky. again, as we nitpicky, nitty picky. Yeah. Nitty picky. Um, as we always say too, just you know, these are our opinions. No hate to these girls, no hate to us. We're just Living, laughing, loving, live, laugh, and love with it. And hey, the judges loved it. So at the end of the day, that's what really matters, okay? We ain't judging this show. 
We just make it a podcast about it. (laughs) Exactly. Um, We had Raja come out. I died. I died again. I was like, this is, I could not stop laughing. The hair was there. Um, I do think it was a little big, but I was dying. Um, The dress loved it. Very dolly. Makeup, I was chuckling with. And the fingers when she did the little... Um, yeah, I, I loved, I, I would wear this. What about you? Yeah, this is a 100% wear it for me. I think this is a great uh, example of how you can take Dolly and then dragify her even more. I love the accentuated hair. Again, the outfit is, is spot on, but also a little different. And so I like that Raja put her own spin on it. I think the makeup is perfection. It definitely has a cartoon eye kind of vibration Mm -hmm. to it. But um, yeah, I think she nailed this. It's a very classic Dolly look, and it's a definite wear it. You wear it well. Next up, we have the Vivian, and she is in a, um, I guess you would say, is this turquoise, light blue? Uh, turquoise. Turquoise. A turquoise is sequined. No, sequined? What are these things called? I think it is sequined. I can't tell if it's sequined or if it's just metallic. And this is a, would you call this a dress with flowing arms, arm float? What would you say? This is called a bell sleeve. Oh, see, it looks like a little bell. I personally love this dress. I loved the hair. The makeup, look, I never laughed so hard. The makeup for me, for the Vivian, gave the drag queen version of the drag queen version of Dolly Parton. Like, it was like, one more step further. I thought the makeup was incredible. I really thought she looked <laughs> like Dolly Parton 100%. Like, I was like, whoa, that, I, I don't know. I really thought she looked like Dolly. Again, I have to say it, don't love the drag jewels with this outfit, but we're covering up the breastplate, but at least it matches and it does kind of give you this era of Dolly. So this one is a little, I can like let go a little bit more, but um. Yeah, I thought she was perfection. She's it's great. an absolute wear. It's me, the hair, the makeup. It was just spot on. Same. You know, if, if we were going to be filming this in person, we should have donned a Dolly wig. Right? Okay. I needed to like yeah. tease my hair up more today. <laughs> uh, total, total wear it. Total wear it. You wear it well. Well, up next, we have the essence of Jada Hall, and she is giving us yellow canary down the runway. Now, this one didn't feel as dolly to me. I don't know why exactly, but I did think she looked really beautiful. And again, I thought her breastplate was the best of anyone's. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to tell. And uh, I think the yellow, you know, really contrasts her skin, looks beautiful, Definitely loved the fringe and the movement. So it is a wear it to me because I do think I would wear this dress, but tear it for me in the sense that I don't know that she really captured Dolly as well as some of the other girls did. I love the dress. I love the canary yellow. I learned a new word. I think that the issue for me was the hair. I think that there's there's a very, I mean, there's a very fine line between like British royalty white hair, like very powdered wigs and all of that. And then there is Dolly Parton's hair color. And I think that a few of the girls got closer to the um, British powdered wig era. Um, And I think that that's kind of the color that this was giving me, which took me away from the Dolly illusion. They're giving a platinum and you were hoping more for a honey blonde. Yes, see? See, this is why you're here. This is why you're here. <laughs> I know because when I first did my real hair, I did a platinum uh, bob first, which I loved, but platinum is so hard to take care of. So now I am a honey natural blonde, which is definitely more of Dolly's vibe. What's your what's your natural hair color? Now it's probably like ash, mouse. <laughs> Not very pretty. That's why we dye it. But I think I'm going to go ginger for the fall. Not that it matters. <gasps> but That would be... Right? Fucking I think beautiful. I'm, I think I'm going to do like that for the fall. I'm like imagining that. Yeah, I did a wig recently where I wore it. And, you know, because I wear green so much, ginger and green, it's a beautiful combination. So, yeah, I'm going yes. to switch it up on you hoes for the fall. Oh. Um, so, would you wear or tear Jada's outfit? I told you. I think it's a wear it for me. I would. I would wear okay. this outfit. I love the yellow dress. I love the fringe. Yes. I'd wear it. You wear it well. I would have to tear it. Only reason is because yellow does not look good on my skin color. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> Next up, we have Jinx Monsoon trolleying along. This was hysterical. I mean, talk about funny. This, I couldn't stop laughing. It was just a whole moment from start to finish. I don't know how to describe any of this. Well, she is giving us a cinched waist, shoulderless, handkerchief cut dress with bell sleeves. With uh, adorned with red beaded tassels. Ooh, oh, yes, look yes, at that. Yes. I you love it. Very good on that. I love it. This is amazing. The hair is spot on. Her attitude was spot on. The dress is gorgeous. The beaded fringe is everything. She nailed it. She nailed it. I thought this was one of the best looks on the runway as well. I agree. It was also from the early era of Dolly, which I absolutely love seeing. Um, very like, I will always love you before Whitney Houston had that out. This was so dolly to me and it was so funny i was like just laughing the whole time i was like embodying dolly love it wear it for me wear it you wear it well okay up next and last to the runway we have miss evie oddly and honestly she was giving it to me as well she really really was i love that she didn't add a twist to this and just stuck to the mm -hmm. classic dolly I thought the way she did her makeup was very referential to Dolly. Loved the hair. Loved that she would choose such, in my opinion, a hideous outfit. Like, I would never wear this outfit ever. But, I mean, she sold it to me. She really gave it to me. And I think she delivered the challenge at hand. I will say this outfit, you said... You don't know if you would wear this, like, in an actual setting. I would so wear the shit out of this. <laughs> this is like, come on, Rihanna, Savage Fenty Collection. Let's pull out this lingerie because Joseph would wear this. I don't know why I would. It just looks very, very different. Um, she, <laughs> she gave it to me. The wig gave it to me. The makeup gave it to me. Her over-the-top mannerism. I mean, she's Evie as always. But like she said, it was out of her box to do but she did it very well. So I think that what I've been noticing about Evie is she started off kind of ignoring the concepts for these Not challenges. Not ignoring, just doing them in her own way. Correct, correct. Um, doing them um, in her own way, I guess you would say. Um, and now she's kind of gotten to the point where she's giving in a little bit and that in completing the whole challenge. And that's what I love. So I would wear this. Love it. I wouldn't wear it, but it is a wear it because she did good, but I wouldn't wear it. You wear it well. <laughs> I, I just can't. Those shorts with the little peplum at the bottom. Oof, no, thank you. No, thank you. This is ugly, but good job, Evie. You turned it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we end up at the top two. We have the Vivian and Evie Oddly. Did you approve of this top two? I think I did. I really did. You know, I liked Vivi's, um, singing pop star moment and i really thought her runway look was the most dolly like spot on she looked like dolly so i th i think she really deserved it and then evie you know yeah wild card out there really serving it up in the in the challenge and then also serving it up in the runway so i felt pretty good about these two same i felt i felt good like i said the vivian's verse for me wasn't like the best i think if I had to, I probably would have switched the Vivian with maybe Shay. Shay, yeah. Um, I think that that would have been a good top two. However, then you wouldn't get a really good lip sync because Vivian gave the essence of Dolly in everything that she did. She really did. And I mean, I thought Evie was neck and neck with her. She was giving lots mm. of energy, lots yep. of humor. But I think the Vivi really embodied Dolly and it was like we were watching her up there. And so I think that's why she did deserve to take the, the top. Although she had the gold, a.k.a. platinum plunger. So she didn't get to keep her star. Oh. She didn't get to, but she got another $10,000. So now she's at $20,000 and much more ahead of where she was when she won the UK. <laughs> uh, yes. And she got to revenge plunge jinx, which was pretty great. Pretty great. Yeah. And then, well, I, I was, did you watch the, um, did you see the trailer for next week? No. <laughs> it's, it's another design challenge. Okay. And so literally Jinx is like, well, Vivian, do you regret blocking me? <laughs> because Jinx is like, I'm not going to win. Um, <laughs> That's hysterical. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. So like you said, Jinx was blocked. Um, now we have Three girls with two stars, Jinx, Jada, and Evie, and everybody else has one star. It's getting neck and neck, dolls. Halfway it through. It is getting halfway through. 
Well, before we end up exiting out this podcast, I think it's time for what we missed and untucked. My favorite segment. <laughs> what did I miss? Please fill me in. What is the latest tea? There really was like no tea besides the oh. fact that the girls discussed Dolly Parton's theme park, Dollywood. Have you been to Dollywood? I haven't. It's on my list of things that oh. I really want to do. Have you been? Yeah, um, I was born and raised in Tennessee, so oh, it was like a gone. common a common expenditure to, you know, go over there for our summer vacations. All the other kids would be like, oh, we went to the beach or I went to Cancun or I went to Mexico or like the UK. And I'd be like, well, I went to Dollywood. I think that's amazing. Are you kidding? Oh, also, what no, it was amazing. What kid did you know who was getting to go to the UK? They had some rich parents. Jeez. That's what I said. I was like, "Woo, we didn't deal with that. We we just packed up our car, packed our lunches, and went." My Girl, mom. Would I was be gonna like, say we went to Galveston. Nope. It's a horrible <laughs> beach in Texas. Galveston <laughs> Beach, San, uh, South Padre, I think, was also one place we went. We were definitely a beach family. Oh, I just remember that anytime we did something like, like my parents would save up their money and they would like take us somewhere, but then you would always be like, oh, like, yeah, oh, I want those chicken fingers or like the French fries. And my mom be like, no, eat your sandwich. Yep. Eat your sandwich. Yep. And you'd be like, oh, but it, it made so many good memories looking back on those moments that you may not have liked as a child. Like Dollywood was such a great moment. Family vacations were a hassle, but they were fun. Are there like actual roller coasters there or is it more like a carousel? Oh, vibe? yes. No, no, no. You have roller coasters. You have water rides. You have literally, it's like two different theme parks. So you have Dollywood and then you have like the water version. But no, it's amazing. It's great. Uh, I have to go. I will make it before I die. That I know. And also she always shows up during Christmas too. So if you ever happen to go during Christmas, she like lights the tree. She does a little meet and greet. She talks to people. It's very... um there she's very that's sweet. so cool i love it i love it and also which we talked about earlier in the show we learned the correct pronunciation of tublo's name which is tuvelu it really is it really is wait what yeah no seriously she went on twitter and was like like after everybody's like oh my gosh blah, blah. she's like yeah that's how you pronounce my name she's like, tuvelu uh-huh <gasps> Uh huh. I don't think those are the lyrics. It's Vule Vu, but still. Vule Vu. I like Tule Vu. Tuve Lu is how you say her name? Tuve Lu. Tuve Lu. Wow. And we've all been saying Tavlo forever. How embarrassing. Well, it, re it reminded me too of, I don't know what season it was, where Raven from That's So Raven and the Cosby Show was on. And RuPaul pronounced her name as Raven Simone as opposed to Raven Simone. And I've been wondering this whole time is that the correct pronunciation? Right. Too? Interesting. Tuvelu. Or does Rue have these moments that Rue's like, you know what? I want to pronounce your name wrong on purpose. Let's try to get go viral for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Tuvelu literally came on and was like, that's how you say my name. Yep. Oh my God. Wow. I love her. I love her music. I perform habits all the time, oh, naturally. Gosh. And she looked amazing with that cake helmet, whatever that was. It was very like Marie Antoinette. I was like, meets Biker. Cake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what you missed on Untucked. It was a very uneventful Untucked. Um, but our closing topic of the day is we are now halfway done with this All-Star 7. Um, so let's put a little bet on. Let's make a little bet. This is what we will say. I, If I win this bet, then maybe you give me something. And then if I win, I give you something. So like it could be... Maybe like a joint. It could be um, an edible. It could be a drink. It could be just something, something kind of fun. You down for that? Oh my gosh, I'm so down. I love a good bet. What's the tea? What are we doing? Who? Okay, let's put in who we think is going to be the top four. And just a heads up, I have read no spoilers whatsoever. I am spoiler free. Um, so this is going to be a little fun game for me. Okay, sounds good. I'm in. So I think for my top four, judging from where we're at now, looking at the names, Jinx, no matter what, I believe will be there. I'm going to say Jinx. I'm going to say Shay. Trinity. And Raja. Okay. I'm going to say Jinx. I'm going to say Vivian. 
Ooh. I'm going to say Jinx and Vivian. And then I feel like, I think Shay, I, I don't know. It's a tough one between her and Monet. But mm-hmm. I think, I think Shay, and I'm kind of also inclined to say Trinity as well. So we're very similar. I only have, I have Vivi and you have Raja. Yeah. So we're very similar. So we're very similar. Well, maybe one of us will win. Maybe none of us will win, but <laughs> it's a game that we will play. Um, thank you all so much for listening to today's episode with Queening Out. With me and Laganja Estranja, we have new shows every Tuesday. That's right. So make sure you subscribe to our show and please rate and review us on all your podcast apps. Like this review that we got from Vele this week. Yes, Laganja needs to be on every red carpet to give her commentary on folks attire. I live for the pod. Go off, queens. So go on over there right now and show us some love just like they did. Yeah, we love reading your love on the air. We appreciate you guys so much for listening, for watching the video podcast that we put up last week um, and reacting so well to the dramatic reading. If there's any questions that you guys have, any concerns, comments, you want to tell us something, you want to give us some tea, um, or maybe you um, want to send in some some um, sexy pictures of yourself. We never know. So please send us an email at laganjoes at gmail.com. That's L-A-G-A-N-J-O-E-S at gmail.com. And we may read it on the show next week. And if you have any burning questions for me or Joseph or about Drag Race in general, call and leave us a message. And don't forget to leave your name. Our number is 323-607-5116. And you never know, we may play it on air on our next show. Well, you can follow us at Laganja Astranja and at Joseph A. Shepherd on the socials. Laganja, you also are not Laganja Astranja on everything. That's right. I, I am the only Laganja Astranja on TikTok. I was a little late to that game, and so my name had been taken, but I am Laganja Astranja on every other platform. Yeah, I learned my lesson this week when I like copied a caption and tagged you in the caption, and then I was like, Oh, wait, this is not going to the right profile. (laughs) Yeah, whoops, whoops. Well, seriously, everyone, thank you so much for listening. And we will queen out with you next week on a brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars 7. Bye, guys. Bye. Expose yourself.